hello, and welcome back to the Fantasy Madness Podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK. That's right. Thank you for joining. Thank you for joining, as always. And please follow on the Twitters, on the gram, at Madness. If you're watching it, video style, on the tubes, thank you. <laughs> oh, man. So, crazy weekend. <laughs> crazy weekend. And maybe in for a crazy week. Hmm. And I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest. I have been all out of sorts. All sorts of out of sorts. I mean, I talked about it previously. But Halloween, one of my favorite holidays, and it's all fucking weird this year. And it was. And I had to work for a few hours that night. And I'm delivering, and I'm noticing the difference. I'm delivering to the middle class neighborhoods, some lower class. And no, no, not a whole lot going on. But these upper class neighborhoods, they're acting like it's every other Halloween. And I'm not going to belittle anyone for going out and trick-or-treating. I'm sure there are safe ways to do it. I mean, hell, lots of people wearing masks. You're outside. That's already a bonus, right? We just chose not to. Got high-risk people in the fam. So playing it safe this year. So it made for a weird Halloween. I mean, we still had a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. We had a party with games, prizes, candy, of course, costumes, I went for Ghostface this year. I just, I had to go simple this year. I didn't have enough time. See, normally on Halloween, see, this is part of the thing. I, I love Halloween. It's one of my favorite holidays. And I could see myself getting into, you know, going to comic cons, dressing up and stuff. I can't remember what the term for that is. But I really just don't have the time for all that shit. But I do like, I do like making costumes and whatnot. So Halloween is my day of the year to do that. And normally I get really into it. I have this awesome Bane costume that I made a handful of years back. I've done some a lot of Batman villain stuff, Two-Face, uh, <laughs> a lot of Batman villain stuff. Clockwork Orange, the main character, I can't even remember his damn name in that movie. But you know, with the jockstrap on the outside, the bowler cap, the, the, the eyelash, done some crazy stuff. Really enjoyed it. Gone as a female a couple of times. You can't see it now, but I, I, I clean up as a woman pretty nice without the beard. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> All right, once upon a time. <laughs> I'm starting to look a lot more old man now, unfortunately. Or fortunately, however you want to look at it. I'm not, not going to fight it, I'll put it that way. But the point being, I really enjoy Halloween and the dressing up and the handing out the candy and seeing the kids have fun. And so some of that, you know, it's just abnormal this year. A little abnormal. So it's tough. You know, Sean Connery, he died. Now, 90 years old, right? And seems like it got pretty bad at the end, so might have been the time. And many will remember him from the Bond movies as James Bond. And this was mentioned on Twitter. I'll always remember him from The Rock. Back when Nicolas Cage wasn't so crazy. <laughs> but I, I loved that duo. I loved that movie. Ed Harris was a great villain because he was also not quite so bad. There was just so much good stuff to that movie. I love it. Love it. The Rock. The Rock. 
So we bid you adieu, Mr. Sean Connery. May you rest in peace. Meanwhile, here in the States, shit's still going crazy, pandemic's still raging, daily cases as records being broken. Trumper motorcades just driving all about. Don't forget to check out my Trumper kit video. That's on YouTube as well. You can find the end links for it on, on, on the Twitter and the gram. You know what I mean? Nice little fun thing I did just for you Trumpers out there. <laughs> but yeah. Just feels like everything is crazy. But hey. Football was also crazy this weekend too, wasn't it? I mean, I'm sure everyone had the Vikings beating the Packers. Bengals beating the Titans. Everybody everybody had them picks, right? <laughs> so I don't know. Let's get let's get into it. Let's go ahead and talk the early games. Right? <laughs> now reminder, when I do talk about these games, my main focus is PPR leagues, dynasty. I try and throw in there a little bit about standard leagues and whatnot, but this is mostly dynasty podcast. That's mainly what I do. And, you know, I bring in the guillotine league action and every once in a while. That's always fun. And, you know, different types of leagues and things like that. But primarily, Dynasty and PPR. So, we move on into the Week 8 Madness. We had Pittsburgh beating Baltimore 28-24. to Connor was solid. He was solid. Claypool went 5-42-1. and one. That was... Uh, Really the best of the... Juju had 7 for 67. Um, Deontay Johnson didn't do much. J.K. Dobbins for the Dolphins. 15 for 113 yards. Great. Gus Edwards contributed. 87 and 1. They just ran the ball all over the place. But Snead did have 5 catches for 106 yards. And after the game, it seems like Hollywood Marquise Brown not too happy with his role in that offense. Is there a potential that he'll get traded today before the deadline? I can't imagine. Maybe they stop chucking the ball more. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, I better not start that we'll see stuff already. We're just getting into this. God damn it. I'll try. I'll try. Rams at the Dolphins. Tua time. Tua. Tongue of Iowa. Tua. Tua, Tua, Tongue of Iowa. Tua, Tua, Tongue of Iowa. Tua, Tua, Tongue of Iowa. Got you some, you know, system of a down. Yeah, chop suey with, with the Tua implant. <laughs> if you're a fan of the Levitard show, you may know why I, I just did that. But we got Tua time. And uh, not super impressive, but he also didn't really have to be because uh, Jared Goff was not great. Gave the ball away a couple of times. I mean, you still got production out of Cup and Woods. Cup went 11 for 110 yards. Woods 7 for 85 and 1. And we finally got a little bit of Cam Akers action with them. The 9 for 35 yards. Nothing spectacular, but at least you saw some of him. But as I said, it was a lot of Miami defense. Tua didn't do much. Miles Gaskin was okay. He was okay. 47 yards and a touchdown. Added a few catches for 16 yards. But it was really all Miami defense. And not much from Gusecki, who in a couple of leagues I switched for TJ Hawkinson. And that was... I mean, Hawkinson didn't go off, but that was a bad idea. <laughs> so, if any of you followed suit, I apologize. New York Jets at KC, you know how this one went. It was a beat down, beat down, the Chiefs beat down the Jets, and they're just bad, man. I mean, 
Mims is going to be special. I hope. I hope he gets the chance. I hope he gets the chance because <laughs> it's not looking good. It's that, I mean, whew, who is rough there? And you know what else was rough? No Le'Veon Bell revenge game. I'm in a guillotine league. Speaking of guillotine leagues, previously mentioned, the Apple mentioned guillotine league. Speaking of those, I was trying to creep my way back up into the top. I actually made some very good acquisitions off the waiver wire without having to spend any, any of my fab. So I was sitting in good position, but boy, did I have a rough week. Because <laughs> I switched out Connor for Bell, and because I was hoping revenge game. I can't believe I bought him as a fucking narrative. <laughs> But I also felt like Connor wasn't going to do as much as he did against the Baltimore D. So, you have that. And then I also got Deontay Johnson in there. Hmm. Somebody else. Somebody else really got me there, too. But it was a rough week in the guillotine league. No, I'm not cut. So, it's good news. But I really need to have a good week this week. Whew. Whew. Okay. Back to the cheese. <laughs> Instead of bitching about my guillotine league. Mahomes really, they, I mean, the reason they didn't use, but I mean, Mahomes was just balling. Five touchdowns, shared the wealth. Kelsey went over 100 yards with the touchdown. Tyreek Hill had nearly 100 yards and a couple of touchdowns. McCole Harmon, Demarcus Robinson, they both got touchdowns. Just a flat-out beatdown. You know what I mean? Then you had the fucking Vikings upsetting the Packers 28-22. to What the fuck? And mainly because Dalvin Cook sandblasted that Packers defense. 163 yards, three touchdowns, and then, oh yeah, two catches for 63 yards and another touchdown. Over 200 all-purpose yards, four total touchdowns. Yeah. Like 50 fantasy points. Killing it. Hope you didn't have to play against him. I have him in a few leagues. It was great. Although, one league, I still lost. <laughs> Somehow. Because the rest of my team... Oh, it's bad. Oh, it's bad. Oh, it's bad. <sighs> Adams killed it, though. Devontae Adams. He was, you know... Because there for a minute, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, they were just firing right back. 7 for 53 and three touchdowns for Devontae Adams. Robert Tanya went 5 for 79. They need to get uh, A-Rod some Will Fuller. Or some kind of receiver help. But I do believe... They're into Will Fuller, and that would be great. I mean, let's hope he doesn't get banged up, but that would be great. I would love Phil, Will Fuller and Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. Man, that would be fun. They should really do that for Aaron Rodgers. I don't even like Aaron Rodgers. Why am I sitting here trying to help, help him out? Because it would be great for football and for fantasy. That is why. That is why. Then you had the Colts at the Lions winning by 20 points. So another beatdown. No Jonathan Taylor, and the talk's already begun. Is he a bust? Well, you know, maybe, but I'm not writing him off yet. Are you writing him off? Well, apparently my three-year-old was upset over the talk of Jonathan Taylor and possibly being a bust. But we must remember, it's been half a season, okay? Sounds like he's banged up, got a bit of an ankle injury, and don't get me wrong. He is not taking advantage of the opportunity given to him. He is not. And many of us thought he would. He's not looked as great as we all think he should. But, kind of a little slack. It's been half a season, like I said. 
you know, lack of training camp, no preseason. We have to take that into account. The Colts, I mean, Phillip Rivers hasn't improved the offense as much as we thought he would. And that offensive line seems to be struggling a bit. So there's a lot of factors there, but you can't deny. Thus far, he's not been what we thought he would be. No, no, no. Jordan Wilkins, he comes in 20 for 89 and 1. I mean, <sighs> Michael Pittman, first game back, only one catch. I'd like to see that go up for the Lions. Kenny Galladay, he gave you a donut because he got hurt. And it sounds like he's going to miss Sunday and week to week from there. So Marvin Jones, who had a couple of touchdowns in the game, he all of a sudden becomes priority guy on the waiver if he's out there or if you're a contending team potentially someone to you know go after hell look at it look at it look at 2020 doesn't hurt to have as much depth as you can fucking get because people just drop it like flies <sighs> it's just ridiculous marvin hall came out of nowhere had over 100 yards on four catches and TJ Hawkinson, 7 for 65. Like I said, much better than Kaseki, which, uh, my bad. Apologies if you followed suit with me in switching those two in a couple of lineups, because, boy, that did you no good. And DeAndre Swift was a no-show. What the fuck? Las Vegas and Cleveland, this was a bummer. I was hoping to see Cleveland continue to play the way, and I really thought they would. But they just couldn't. They just couldn't get a lot going. It was just a bad game all around for the Cleveland offense. I mean, the defense played okay. They held, I mean, because it's not like the the Raiders' offense was something spectacular. It was a lot of Josh Jacobs who went for 128 yards, but not a whole lot else. So nothing super crazy on either side of the ball. And you just you expected a little more from this game. So, blah, blah, blah. And then Tennessee getting upset by the Bengals. Now, the Bengals have been playing well. They've been in game, but Burrow makes them such a much better offense, and they've played good games. Hell, we saw the one against Cleveland last week. But they just can't, just could not seem to get over the hump, and this time they did against Tennessee, which who the fuck saw that coming? Because Tennessee has been playing great. Titans struggle this game. Henry went for 112-1, and but other than that, I mean, you did have the Dante Foreman sighting, which was interesting. Corey Davis, he went for 128 and a touchdown. A.J. Brown, only 24 yards, but he got a touchdown as well. But it's just, you know, trying to get back into the game. But for the most part, Titans offense didn't look good. It's a bummer. Geo for the Bengals went off 62 yards and a touchdown, along with three catches for 16 yards and another score. T. Higgins went six for 78. Boyd, six for 67 and a touchdown. And that's why I said these are the two guys that are going to lead this receiving chorus. So that's good. That's good. You got your, you got your Tyler Boyd and your T. Higgins. That's some good stuff right there. That's right. That's right. And then for the last early game, you had New England at Buffalo. And the Patriots, they came damn close to taking this one, didn't they? Damn close. Cam Newton played the best. He's played in a while, aside from the end of the game, you know, when he fumbled the ball and lost, because they were in range for a field goal. That's what you can't do there, Cam. You can't cough up the ball. But he was trying to make a play. <sighs> and the Bills look very likely continued to continue their ascent in that division. And 
even when the offense wasn't playing the greatest, they were running the ball really well, even Singletary. But it was nice to see Zach Moss. He got out there, did his thing. 14 carries, 81 yards, two touchdowns. Singletary himself went for 86 yards. Diggs, six for 92. And you got to love Damian Harris for the Pats. 102 yards and a touchdown. That's great to see. And I really thought Jacoby Myers would be the leading receiver coming out of this game. And six for 58, he was. So we'll see how the Patriots continue to go because it's a, it's rough, you know. It's, it's rough for them right now. And I'm sure some people get a kick out of it. And maybe I would have had they not grabbed Cam Newton because I want to see Cam succeed. But it's rough right now. It's, it's, it's rough. Rough, rough, rough. Because especially with, you know, the Patriots and how they're looking and then Brady and them Bucks. <laughs> we'll get to them later. You know what I'm saying. He's uh, got people saying it's all about Brady. But let's give Bill a little more credit. A little more credit. And let's see what they do the rest of the season. Come on, Cam. Come on. All right. And then we head into the afternoon and primetime games. Yeah, the Chargers in Denver take on the Broncos. Broncos pull this one off barely. Nice little toss at the end from Drew Locke to KJ Hamler. Drew Locke pretty much uh, looked like shit most of the game. And then heat up a little bit in the fourth quarter. Deshaun Hamilton, 82 yards and a touchdown. Phillip Lindsay, 83 and a touchdown. And it seems like th there's moments there. But D Drew Locke's got it. He's got to show more. He's got to show more. I have not been super impressed yet. And I was really pulling for him. Justin Herbert, on the other hand, he was great again. Mike Williams went for 99 and a touchdown. Keenan Allen, 67 and a touchdown. Justin Jackson led the way for out of the backfield, 17 for 89, and then three catches for 53 yards. Josh Kelly, is he, uh, Joshua Kelly, is he just dead and buried? Because <laughs> Tremaine Pope was in there, and um, it's tough. I'm a believer in Joshua Kelly, but it's, uh, it's, a, it's a little apparent that maybe the Chargers coaching staff is not so keep an eye on him moving forward. San Francisco at Seattle, the Seahawks win by 10. And Russ has another, you know, big-time game. Four touchdowns. DK Metcalf had two of them, along with 161 yards off of 12 catches. DJ Dallas led the way out of the backfield. 41 yards and a touchdown. And then he had five catches for 17 yards and another touchdown. So they made up the majority of the offense for San Francisco. Just bad news all around. Jimmy G gets hurt again. George Kittle gets hurt again. So now they're just, right when they were getting healthy, they're getting banged up again, losing pieces on their offense. It's just, it, Tevin Coleman hurt also. I mean, but hey, Jermichael Hasty, 12 for 29 and one, not the greatest yards per carry, but he did get some yards and a touchdown. Brandon Ayuk led the receivers, 8 for 91 and 1, which we kind of figured would happen with Debo out the way. And then Kevin Bourne, got Kendrick Bourne, not Kevin Bourne, Kevin Bourne, Kendrick, Kendrick Bourne, yeah, he, uh, he got free. Jesus, that scared the hell, that's that damn speaker again. Anywho. Kendrick, see, this is just a mess this week. This is, a, please, everyone forgive me for the extreme mess that is the podcast this week. Oh, what else are you gonna say? What else are you gonna say? Niners, they just, just when you think they're getting their shit together, getting healthy, they're dead trouble. 
New Orleans and Chicago was a much better game than I thought it would be. Alvin Kamara only 67 yards, but he had nine catches for 96 yards. And then Jared Cook, as I expected, went 551 and one. Not that I expected he'd have that stat line, but you know, I figured he'd be solid, and he did. 51 yards and a touchdown off of five catches. Traquan Smith, eh, five catches, 43 yards, man. And Troutman, Adam Troutman was nowhere to be seen, so wrong about that motherfucker. Wrong about that one. That's the second time I've been wrong about him this week. And, you know, he's going to have a game sometime by the end of the season, just out of nowhere. And I'm gonna but be enough about it, Adam Troutman and all that. Oh, for the Bears, Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney got touchdowns. Darnell Mooney is just continuing to be awesome. So, guy I really like. Guy I really like. And promoted during the offseason. So it's good to see him getting enough run. And even Anthony Miller, who I also promoted during the season. Because I like Anthony Miller. I do. Just a little worrisome with the way I thought the Nick Foles offense would be, you know, throwing the ball a little more. But, hey, you get what you get. They were a little better in this game. Miller was solid. Now, moving on to Sunday Night Football, which I know we're so thrilled about because they always want to put these NFC East teams in fucking prime time. But... I was reading something the other day on Twitter about this, and it seems as though, even when they're bad, <clears throat> these damn NFC East teams, they still get rated. They still draw the ratings. Like, what the fuck? Drives me nuts. Dallas, nine points. To Phillies, 23. You worried about Zeke yet? Brought this up a couple of times. 19 carries, 63 yards. That's three, little over three yards a carry. Meanwhile, Pollard... Tony Pollard went 7 for 40 in this game. That's 5.7 yards per clip, so, you know, it's a little worrisome. Michael Gallup led the receivers. He's kind of been the man since uh, Dak Prescott's been, you know, he seems like he's got a connection with some of these other guys. He went 7 for 61, and hey, see kids, see kids. Travis Fulgham was going to be fine. We're talking about receivers now. Travis Fulgham, 6 for 78 and 1, even with Rager back. And, hey, Rager had a touchdown himself, three catches and 16 yards as well. Hey, Fulgham's the guy. Fulgham's the guy. And it should be him and Rager, right? And then you mix Goddard in there. And things are shaping up for the Philly offense, particularly when they get Miles Sanders back. But Boston Scott was you know, solid again, 15 carries for 70 yards, but, uh, you know, it's one of those NFC East games, I just, what, it, what else are you going to say, what else are you going to say, and then you go to Monday Night Football, the Giants put up much more of a fight than I think many of us expected, Bucks hang on to win though, 25 to 23, because Daniel Jones couldn't, uh, fire in that, uh, two-point conversion to his receiver at the end of the game, and, you know, but still a good game, I thought. I really did. I really did. And Daniel Jones, though, what do you do with him? I mean, that's, that's an insane number of turnovers. The pace that he's on with these turnovers, you just you can't. Ugh, blah, blah, blah. So uh, I would be uh, just slightly concerned if I'm a Giants fan. If you're a Bucks fan, you're loving life right now. Sure. You didn't want the Giants to keep this one that close, but they did. And you got out with the win, and there you go. Leonard Fournette led the way with the Bucks' backs, 15 for 52. The whole running game wasn't great, but compared to Rojo's, 7 for 23. And then Mike Evans, 
Gronk, they both get a touchdown. And I do feel like this offense is so much better with Chris Godwin, right? It just seems like it's lacking something without Chris Godwin. Tom Brady needs Chris Godwin. That's what I'm, that, that, that's all I'm saying. And then you look at the Giants, and you wonder how, with Daniel Jones playing not great, and with Wayne Gallman and Alfred Morris, Alfred Morris, I, <laughs> like, how, how? Are they even in this game? Well, because they have some they have some playmakers. I mean, you got Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard. He was tops on the receivers again, 10 for 8 catches and 74 yards. And then Evan Ingram, he got 10 targets. He only caught fucking five of them for 61 yards, but he got 10 targets. And then Darius Slayton. He also got nine targets and only caught five of them. Well, nine, ten, whatever. They both caught half their targets, basically. <laughs> so... Th- there is something to the pass game, at least, and they've got weapons there. But uh, And, hey, looks like they got a little bit of a defense, too. But other than that, it, you know, it, it is a bit of a wonder how the hell they managed to stay in this fucking game. May I please have your attention? The store will be closing in five minutes. That's right. Time to close up shop. I, I, hey, before we go, first of all, apologies for the mess, and for all of the... Like I was trying to explain at the beginning of the pod. I had just this grand old plan. We're going to change up the way we do the pods a little bit, the formats, and we're going to add in the mini madnesses. And then, honestly, I was going to have one for Saturday, but part of it part of it was the craziness of the week. And part of it was also, I'm thinking here, like, if I'm just doing this to really talk about injury stuff, like, I, I no, I want you guys to also check out my... And gals, sorry, guys and gals, I want you all to check out my written content as well, which is the infirmary, the injury report on playerprofiler.com. So I want you to check that out. So hence, that was, you know, another part of the reason for no mini madness on Saturday. And then this week with the craziness, I'm, I might try and get one out Tuesday afternoon before the, all the really crazy election stuff hits. Because I would like to, to discuss a little bit of the trade line, trade deadline stuff too. So maybe a late afternoon mini madness this week. But I do think it's just going to be a once a week Tuesday kind of thing. Chat waivers, injuries, and that kind of stuff. And then we'll do... The Friday preview pod, of course, and and, and then the Monday recap pod. And then on Saturday, if you want to follow up on the injuries, you can check out my Twitter and my written infirmary article. So that's, I think, how we're going to do things. Okay. All right. All right. (sighs) It's, It's election eve. I keep talking, but well, because as you know, sometimes I record at night. So really, it's Monday night, but... Tuesday night, election eve, we're right there. I mean, shit. Maybe by this time tomorrow night, we'll know who won the election. I gotta quit talking like that. It's Tuesday. Maybe at some point tonight, (laughs) we will know who won the election. Or maybe it'll take a few days. Or maybe Trump will do some really crazy shit. Who knows? Oh, just smoke some weed to calm the anxiety. Anyway, let's go ahead and close up shop. Thank you, everyone, of course, as always, for joining. I do appreciate it very much so. And, you know, still trying to build my brand. So, you know, 
For anyone that spends their time listening to my crazy ass, I do very much appreciate it. Very, very much so. And as always, much love to everyone out there. Be safe this week, especially with all the election. Because I'm telling you, there's some crazy shit going on. And there has been. Some of these Trumpers are getting a little fucking out of control. I've been seeing them like barricade, like non-Trumpers in, in like cars and like they're doing some crazy shit. So just everybody be safe. Get your vote in. Let's get this orange asshole out of the White House. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Not that Biden's going to be great, but holy shit, this country is in trouble if there's more of him. Mr. Trump. Whew. And don't forget to check out my Trumper Kid video. It'll give you a few chuckles on this on this day of, of stress and anxiety. And then here in a couple of days, we'll get back to some Thursday night football. Boom, boom, boom. So, yes. That is what I have for you. Once again, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Much love to you all. Stay safe. Stay vigilant. Stay mad. Because all the best of us are, right? That's right. Have a great week, everyone. Stay safe. Ta-ta for now. Laters. Oh, that goddamn speaker. Oh, what a mess.